Hi everyone, it's Hannah. And Holly, and we're just here to say that um, if you are enjoying the show and you want to show us some support, we now have a Patreon, um, which will be linked in the description. So head on over there. We've got very exciting things coming, uh, including Celebrity Corner and Bad Book Club. So if that's something you'd like to hear more about, go check it out. And thank you for your enduring support. We love you. Enjoy the podcast. Hello. Hello, podcast. Hi, it's Hannah. It's Holly. I hate that I said that. It's Holly and Hannah. And we're Culture Hang. Back again. Holly and Hannah. For back another. Again. For another episode. We've survived another week. Yeah. Yes. Um, any Annabelle update? I haven't seen any, and I haven't seen her in my sleep either, so I think we've, we've, we're here to live another day. We've successfully avoided Annabelle. Um, but <laughs> I've been haunted by hedgehogs this week what yeah i think that i don't know what it means but (laughs) i've seen two well you could say it's just the time of year but i've seen two dead hedgehogs in the past week oh no yeah and then this morning i went on instagram and there was an advert for hedgehog oh that's scary why what to buy them I have no idea. I think it was a sponsorship thing, but who's sponsoring Hedgehog? <laughs> Maybe it wasn't sponsorship, but it was something Hedgehog related. And oh my I just god! Thought, the world is trying to tell me something. Yeah. On hedgehogs. You also, can. I keep seeing them while I'm jogging in the morning, which for me is like, are they trying to remind me of my own like mortality? Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> Is that is that what the world's trying to tell me? Like, feel lucky that you can run because these hedgehogs couldn't. They can't. They just do a little plod, don't they? They they don't. One had clearly been hit by a car. We're not getting too into detail. And it was midway across the road. No. Yeah. So had it tried to escape? Who knows? What was that awful children's? um, Was it about the seatbelts? And they used to like tout it around all the schools. And it was a hedgehog family, and it was like, King of the Road! <laughs> oh, I remember that. I think there was merchandise. I was there I merch? He- yeah, I think I had a, a hedgehog key ring that lit up and, <gasps> like, it was, what do you call it, glow in the dark. So, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. know, if you were biking and it was dark. And, um, <laughs> like, a snap bracelet. That was... I had the snap bracelet. Yeah. Oh my god, I just remembered the snap bracelet. But also, <gasps> How did I, I forget? Never out in the dark. We would. Because I got it when I was in. Primary school. I was in like year two. Yeah, we were really young. Where, where are you going on your own as a child in the dark? <laughs> well, I Do you, you remember could be with that? Your parents. What did you say? Do you remember that other. Um, that other advert which was about like wearing something fluorescent when you're walking about in the dark with with that girl that was dead and she was the ghost that came and it was like animated and she was this ghost that came back and could see all her family and it was all because she got hit by a car in the dark they what do they call them the personal information movies or something it's not that but there's like a nice public safety it's a PSA PSA it's a PSA as if I couldn't remember PSA. Um, <laughs> PSA videos have got darker and darker over the years. Yeah. Uh, now it, there's ghost children. 
there's children being hit by trains. Do you see the one about the family that were on a walk, but they crossed the <gasps> railroad track? Oh, yeah, and it was and like they were playing um, I Spy, and then oh, the girl yes, was were. like, T for trains, and then literally you hear oh, the noise of the train and it all goes black, and I'm like getting goosebumps yes. remembering it. It was horrifying. Oh, sometimes, oh. like... I've not done this, but one of my friends in sixth form used to just play them on YouTube. And play them. <laughs> why? Like, I don't know. Why do people watch horror films? I imagine it was for the same gratification, <laughs> but for her, it was um, PSA videos. But there's like ones about people not wearing seatbelts. Um, oh, they're awful. Yeah. And then children jumping into lakes and stuff and drowning mm. there's loads i've probably told you about this place but where i live there was this um that it was called danger point and oh. it basically was like all these different simulated situations where children oh. could die or be horrifically injured what what? And it was, to, and so it was like it was like a little museum of how you could basically nearly die in a house, how you could die by the seaside, how you could die on a tra- train track, how and it was all on the road. This is for children. Yeah, we went for like four years in a row in primary school. It's ridiculous. I think that maybe isn't having the effect they want on children because does that not just make you terrified? I, I am the way I am, and I still remember yeah. all the facts that they told us, and I remember there was this no. one guy who was like, how much water do you think it will take to drown a child? And because oh I God. was small, I was like, yeah. oh, um, above my head, and put my hand above my head, and he went, no, only two inches of water, and that's enough to drown you. Two inches? Really? <laughs> I think he's wrong. Like, you could try and drown someone with a little water, but it'd be hard. I it would, I think it's... If At it's your mouth and nose. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. But that's like drowning in a puddle. <laughs> exactly. And who's face down in a puddle? Like Have people drowned in puddles? <laughs> oh, I want to know. Think, no offence to you, Holly, but I do think this has explained a lot about your personality. But, um, <laughs> and I say that in a loving way because I oh. feel I'm very similar to you in a lot of that. Yeah. But I didn't have to go to like a torture <laughs> museum every year when I was a child. It was awful. Do you remember awful. when um, swine flu was, like, really big? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When that was a thing. Yeah, when that was the disease of the time. Um, <laughs> do you not remember, like, it seeming like a... It being really scary? Well, yeah. Like, there was stuff when you were a child that people would tell you, and it wasn't really a big deal to adults, but you would hear it and be like, Oh yeah, the the world is ending now. Yeah, I feel like yeah. that happened a lot. And was I worrying a lot for a child, or do children just worry a lot? I'm yeah. I feel like when you think about how much stuff was going on as we were growing up, so yeah. I'm not even like in a world-ending sense that we're in now. Oh, I yeah. mean, like I wouldn't want to be a child now. Oh if I was my a child god! Now, I'd be like, I can't. No, the world, no. This isn't the world for me. No, you just want to be like, nah, thanks, I'll do something else. (laughs) I don't want to engage with this. But we were growing up in, like, the recession. And I feel when you see that kind of, whether it hit you or not, I feel like growing up around it, you take on these kinds of anxieties that you don't really think about. I definitely think it's a lot of, like, internalised stuff. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, actually. I would have never thought of that. 
I just thought we but were like, all, like terrible. <laughs> but I think we were so our generation's parents were so worried about it. it's like we were told don't get into a stranger's cars you know all that yes. kind of that the, the world is kind of out to get you and I definitely think danger point really fed into my um yeah. anxiety because I remember all the things they told me I remember they were like don't have the handles on pans sticking over the edge of the counter <gasps> because someone could walk past and you could get like five um five degree burns through third degree burns. <laughs> it's <laughs> so was... bad they're five degree <laughs> <laughs> new classification five degree burns that's scary i feel bad for child horror horry it was a horror for holly <laughs> no i feel bad about that because i think that would have been my nightmare as a child i also the name danger point seems wrong <laughs> that shouldn't be a place you take children it shouldn't should it burn I remember a museum I went to when I was in primary school, and I want to say it's called, like, Magma or something. I don't think it is. Ooh. But it, it's got a fun, cool name, and it was all about <laughs> science, but fun science, and I, I remember going and loving it so much that I wanted to have my birthday party there. Oh my god. But apparently that's not really a thing. I don't think children really have birthday parties at museums. By the time I was like, yeah... I want a birthday party at a museum. It was, and they had a cool play area. It was very cool. I think they had a soft play area as well. So they must have had children having birthdays there. Well, if they did, I'm quite <laughs> jealous that I never had a birthday party. Because I definitely mentioned it to my mum and I think she was like, no. It's a bit weird. <laughs> Maybe she wanted me to have friends and that's why she <laughs> discouraged that. I was like, why don't you just go bowling? Oh, my brother had a birthday in an aquarium mm. once. It was so really? good. And it was like, I mean, it was the crappy aquarium in the town next door. Like, it's not state-of-the-art, whatever. But the guy, because mine and my brother's birthdays are so close together yeah. that we basically always had shared birthday parties, which was fine. Because yeah. we were basically sharing birthdays with Jesus anyway, so it wasn't oh, like... that's fair. I, I feel some resentment there. Not only is she sharing it with her brother, she's sharing it with Jesus. And she doesn't want to share it with any of these men. No, I just want no. my birthday by myself. <laughs> yeah. I but they, like, that. they took us into the back and we got to see the, like, brand new baby seahorses. Oh. God. And it was so, they were so cute and small and just like little oh. swimming, swimming. So yeah, it was a good, have a birthday in an aquarium. I would recommend it. Did you, did you then have joint birthdays for a while or did you get separate birthdays? Because I'm thinking in terms of birthday cake, did you have to share one? No, we had two separate birthday oh, cakes. Oh good, because I was worried for you cause <laughs> because like you and your brother, me and my brother are both born in November, but two weeks apart. Yeah. And um, oh, also years apart. It wasn't. He wasn't born two weeks. <laughs> it's a miracle. Yeah. The twin that was left two in the weeks. womb for two weeks. <laughs> That's why I'm the way I am. <laughs> no, but like we had to separate our birthdays, but that also made November very fun for me because mm. I had my own birthday. I had my own cake. I had a party. Two weeks later, another celebration. Younger, you get to. I feel like. You always go to your sibling's birthday party no matter what. Yeah. There's cake. You feel like it's kind of about you. And, like, you get to play with their toys. Yeah. So that was fun. 
But then, and then December was Christmas. You, yeah, I think, I think if you were born between, like, September and towards, even, like, mid-December, I think that's, like, the best time, because the way the school system is, like, your birthday's coming, like, right around the corner, you're always in school for your birthday, but me and my brother, Yuan is four days before Christmas, then there's Christmas, then it's my birthday, and Mm. that's, I can't imagine anything different, but Christmas week is our birthday week. <laughs> so it's like... I feel bad for your parents when yeah. they'd be like, can I have this for my birthday and this for Christmas? And they were like, oh, God. <laughs> we have to pay for all this in one month. I, I know. Think... It's all like that intensity of that week. It's... Yeah. It's I'd be our, tired. I'd need a our celebration. <laughs> Do you feel that your birthday was always made special? Did they make an extra effort to oh. make it... Absolutely. And yeah. I think that's why I'm so kind of militant about celebrating people's birthdays now because Same, I'm the pe- same. People just don't are like, Oh, well, you know, we're all tired from Christmas, we don't want to do all this stuff and I'm like, But it's my birthday yeah. <laughs> But it's my day. Not Jesus' day. This <laughs> my day for me. And I then it's feel... like two days after it's New Year. So there's so oh, much man. happening in those two weeks. I think I'd just give up on New Year's. I think I'd be like, I've done enough now. Time for a rest. <laughs> I will say New Year's is probably my least favourite of all the... I feel like between October and the beginning of January, there's a lot of holiday celebration-y time. Yeah, there is, isn't there? There's kind of ween. Yes, my birthday. Your birthday, bonfire night. Yeah, which is always super fun. It's getting dark, there's fun snacks. Then there's Christmas, and Christmas really goes on for a month. It does. It's like, you're getting ready for it, there's Christmas music, there's Christmas trees, and then there's, like, New Year's and your birthday and all, all this other stuff, and then other holidays for different religions and whatnot. Yeah, it's great. But then you get to January and February, and it's like, mm, nothing. Yeah. There's Valentine's Day, but... But it's ugh. only a few, that's so, it's, ugh, I don't know Valentine's how I feel about... The, yeah, tell me, tell me how you feel Day. because I know how I feel, and I, I'm gonna say I, I don't love it. I don't love it. I think it's whenever you're single, and because I've only been single for Valentine's days, <laughs> so not to sound too bitter about it, but I think it's that thing of like you're made to feel like you failed something if you don't have like yeah. someone to celebrate Valentine's Day with, which is why I think Galentine's Day is much better much better it's so much more fun there's no hassle there's no stress you just do nice things because you want to do nice things and yeah if i'm honest i prefer that because it's like go for a nice meal with your friends watch a movie get a takeaway do all this nice things with a group of your friends Uh, this year we had to do palentines though which, Which sounded like Palestine Day, yeah, not, for one. It's not quite as catchy as Galentine's. And do you that. know, we had to check, it was Galentine's Day, and we were mm. going to go out to a Valentine's thing, and if you've ever, if it ever opens again, <laughs> <laughs> go to, oh, I've forgotten what, what was the place that we went for, Pat, for? Sheaf Street? Sheaf Street. Yeah, I love Honest, it there. such a good club and such good vibe it's a really nice venue 10 out of 10 but isn't it like a cafe in the daytime so yeah i think it is yeah it's just a really cool place there's the whole bit where the bar is and it's very it's not quiet in there but i feel like if you needed a break from it all 
It was a nice, yeah. sitting there. It was very nice. I feel I could have stayed there all night long. <laughs> and often I don't feel that about a club because sometimes no. it gets to three and I think... I'm ready. I'd rather be in my bed. And I can I can make it for another hour. But yeah. once it's hit four, I'm thinking, Ugh, I'm sweaty, I'm overwhelmed, and I want food. Just want food. But we had a great time. Me and you were, like, going for it, dancing. We, we all went out. It was... That was an incredible experience that night. That was, it was. And then I think we came back and we all sat at the table and had pizza or something. <gasps> yes, because yeah. me and you had already cooked. We'd got into the yeah. habit of, like... Pre-cooking pizza before you go out. Had we got so our then Tesco you just ones? yes, the ginormous. The that yeah. whole weekend was lovely <laughs> because we had. I don't know if anyone knows Tesco, and I don't know if they still do it. They did a deal where you got this massive pizza. It was huge. A side or a dessert. Yeah. And some dips for five pounds. It was so good. They yeah. still do it, but I think it's £10 now. Yeah, I, th- I think it's £10 and you get two pizzas. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is okay, I guess. But we we had the pizzas, went to bed, and then the next was the next day, not the day that we watched the whole of War and Peace. Oh my like, god. the cake. It was. We got, yeah. We got Domino's. Did we get Pizza Hut or Domino's? I feel um, like we, we had get, more pizza. We got Pizza Hut as well. <laughs> We went all out for Galentine's, and we watched the whole of the BBC War and Peace. Oh, it was six hours long. I'd do it again. (laughs) Had you not seen it before, or someone had seen it before, or knew what happened, and I was consistently surprised that sad things were happening. I know. Someone pointed out to me that it's War and Peace, like it's not (laughs) like War, Peace, and Happy Ending. It's like... (laughs) War and peace. People are gonna die, and I was just anytime something sad happens, I was like, I can't, I can't believe this. Why can't people just be happy? I know, and it's so consistently sad as well. And also that it sparked um, a time in our lives where we would just consistently watch everything on Netflix that had um, James Norton in. <laughs> I feel I was partly to blame for that. Basically, I watched War and Peace, and I couldn't get over it, and I just needed to see. James Norton. This is a spoiler for War and Peace, but is it a spoiler when like the books? It's so old, and so is the TV series. Basically, James Norton's character dies. Um, I was tragically. Yeah, very tragic. He's just happy. He's just found happiness. Then he dies, and I don't think I responded well to that happening. So, <laughs> to cope with that loss, I made everyone watch James Norton stuff. And what did we watch with him in? Happy Valley? Did we watch Happy Valley after We that? watched Happy Valley, yeah. Alright, <laughs> again, it really shows James's range, but... Um, yeah, he's an incredible to, actor. Yeah, isn't he? But if you yeah. want to, like, follow him... Ruin that him image again, of him. You, you don't want to watch... Uh, don't watch happy valley you want to watch a good piece of feminist tv watch happy valley i love happy valley (laughs) set in um the incredible yorkshire landscape yeah it's it's like there's a lot of female relationships yeah perfect characters women saving women it's what we love to see james norton being terrible there's an actual psychopath yeah oh it was I know some people were still attracted to him then. I know you're out there. Whoever yeah. you are no. that are attracted to evil James Martin. 
But yeah, I suppose we should get onto the theme of this week's we should. episode, which, Holly, do you want to announce what it was this week? This week, we are looking at reality TV. Woo! Yeah, we love it. I thought I was going to be like, oh, I'm so, not over it, but I haven't yeah. watched it in a while. But then yeah. when I fell down the hole and I was researching, I was like, I've watched so much reality TV in my past. I agree with that because I think when you say reality TV, I think my immediate thought is stuff like Keeping Up With The Kardashians, stuff like that. Yeah. But it shocks me how much is actually considered reality TV, so... Yes! I watch a lot of stuff like Come Dine With Me and stuff like that. If it's just on, I don't mind having it on in the background. I've watched that for years. That's reality TV. And is it? Is that yeah, okay? I think that cast counts as reality TV. Oh my god. Right. But mainly, reality TV. Also... Um, I, I couldn't, when I thought of this, I was kind of like, should I swap to talking about this? But I didn't, because I like what I'm talking about more. But I remembered that I grew up watching America's Next Top Model. <gasps> I have also come across some things about America's Next Top Model. I'm so. excited to hear it. I don't really have anything to say other than I grew up watching it. And recently, through people doing TikToks on it and other yeah. stuff about it, um, yeah. I've realised that... Well, it maybe taught the wrong lessons, especially if you were a child watching it. Yes, I remember because I remember me and my friend who she doesn't like watch a lot of stuff that we like, like I like to watch, but she yeah. loved America's Next Top Model, and so she got me into it. And I was like, "Yeah, this is so good!" And you were really like invested in the cycles, yeah. and you were like, "Na na na na," and it was <laughs> like, oh. you knew who you wanted to win as well. And if someone yes. else won, it was like, that, they have been robbed. And some of the photo shoots were iconic. They were. At that, many were problematic. So Looking many. at you, Tyra Banks, oh, why did my you God. do that? Why did she allow, like, who suggested it? Who came up with it? Was it Tyra? Was it the, like, panel? Was it... I think Tyra must have been responsible for some of it. I just, I think she's kind of strange, and I think she is the sort of person that would be like, yeah, I think it's a good idea to put a bunch of white girls in blackface for a photo oh. shoot. And yeah. when, you, when you watch it, I'll link some of the videos that I've watched about yes. like people looking over it, but it's it's scary how blatant it all is, because one yeah. of them, they were literally like, we're this week, we're mixing up your ethnicity. Oh, <laughs> so there's... There's black face, there's yellow face, there's whitewashing, like, black girls to make them yeah. look white. Like, it's, it's terrifying that people just thought this was completely a good plot <laughs> for you know, that week. My favourite episode every season, though, and I would look forward to it every season, was the makeover episode. Oh my god. And those episodes were incredible. They would always just shave a girl's head. Yes! They'd be like, yeah, no hair for you. And she'd be in the bathroom crying and they'd be like, you're not going to make it in this industry if you can't handle having your head shaved. Whereas, has Tyra Banks ever had her head shaved? Probably no. not. If she has, Probably not. then okay, I get where she's coming from. Also, I don't know if you know this, but a recent season of America's Next Top Model was hosted by Rita Ora. I do know that, but I don't know why was she why? I why? don't know why she was the obvious choice, but I watched that season. It was actually really good. 
I would recommend oh. it. I think it was probably more of a wholesome season. Um, and <laughs> then Tyra Banks still shows up sometimes, basically takes over, takes over from Rita. Um, but <laughs> I will get onto the actual topic soon, but um, I recently found out that Rita Ora's white. Fully Is white. She? Fully white. <gasps> but she was marketed by Jay-Z or whoever signed her as the new Rihanna or the next Rihanna. So they marketed her as not white. Oh my god. Yeah, she's white. Or at least, I've seen, if I'm wrong about this, I'm very sorry to reach for her, but <laughs> I've seen some TikToks about it. I'll see if I can find some. I don't know if I will be able to, but if I can, I'll share them, because I was shocked to hear this. That's crazy. And I, the reason I was shocked is because in that season of America's Next Top Model, her sister's in one episode, and I remember thinking her sister was white, and being like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, that makes sense, I guess. But then now thinking, oh, yeah, it's because Rita Ora is white, too. Oh, my God. So she's basically based a lot of her look on mm-hmm. blackfish. She's another blackfish. Essentially, um, well, she's basically, at, at least in her early days, copied a lot of Rihanna's looks. Yeah. Or what? Copied Rihanna's style of look, I guess. Oh, my but God. But I, I don't know who's to blame that. Probably is partially Mark- Rita Ora, but I know yeah. that I remember when she was first a thing that it was that they wanted her to be a new Rihanna, so maybe they were sort of encouraging it, and then she didn't see the issue, but... It's so mur- I'm wearing her, you know, she does all those nail varnishes for oh, Rimmel. yeah! I'm wearing one of them now. She does some <sighs> nice nail polishes, though. She does a lot for Rimmel. Oh, I think that's to do with why she hosted America's Next Top Model, because... Rimmel's We're sponsoring. Yeah. Yes. This is making also, sense now. Every time I say America's Next Top Model, I keep going to nearly say American Horror Stories, which <laughs> is kind of true. So you want to be on top? Can we amazing. steal their theme song? Yeah, Let's should we just morph it yeah. into voice this modulate? Is, yeah, this is America's Next Top Model, the podcast now. We're trying to see if we can get Tyra involved, but if not, we can all Yeah, sorry Tyra, you've done a lot of bad things in your past. I think um, Tyra Banks would just make uncomfortable jokes a lot. She would just try really hard to be funny, which, fair, but uh, it, would be, it would be tiring. Mm. Tiring with Tyra. That should be her Ty- podcast. <gasps> she should make... <laughs> Tyra, Tyra. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough of Tyra for now. Enough of Tyra. Who are you talking about today? Okay, well, I am talking about Gemma Collins. Ooh, um, I'm so excited. I'm very excited. I'm talking about her specifically on Big Brother, mainly. Incredible. I, I've really gone quite deep into this. I've gotten investigative. Um... And I'm not really involved. And I'm very excited. Because when I first... You said reality TV, and I immediately thought Gemma Collins. And then I thought afterwards, I don't know what I would talk about other than just list her quotes, her best yeah. quotes. Um, <laughs> and then I kind of thought more about her on Big Brother. And if I'm honest, I, I am going to list some of her quotes because I couldn't not. But I'm also going to analyse them. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, like, how exciting. Put my degree to use. Yes. Um, so, here we go. 
I want to argue in this essay that <laughs> <laughs> Gemma Collins used Big Brother to cultiv- cultivate the GC brand. Yes, we love it. So here's the history. She's on Celebrity Big Brother in 2016. Now, she was already famous before that from being on The Only Way is Essex. But I don't Towie. Towie. I don't think she was as big a name as she is now. No, I don't think. Yeah, I think that's right, actually. Also, before Celebrity Big Brother, she was on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. So you could was say... she? Yeah. I don't remember her being on Well, there's probably a reason you don't remember. Um, so you could say like, oh, well, didn't she get the big fame from there? But no, because she withdrew after 72 hours. Though <gasps> <laughs> so to be fair, I would do, there's a little tidbit yeah. that's apparently this year's I'm a Celeb, they can't go to Australia. Yeah. So guess where they're talking about going? Oh, they're talking Wales. about coming to North Wales, not that far away from me, to an abandoned oh. castle. I hope they go there. Because I I, I'd seen a rumour, I don't think this is true, but there was a rumour that Carol Baskin might be on it. <gasps> oh my god, oh <laughs> my god. I don't think she will be, but that was like when, um, oh, Caitlyn Jenner was on it. And yes. there was the rumour beforehand, and I was like, there's no way And no one thought she was going to be on, on but she was, she, she was, was there. there. She was there, they got, they, ITV have got a budget. And they've got a budget. <laughs> yeah. Gemma Collins rocks up to the jungle and leaves after 72 hours, supposedly because of health issues, but I think she just doesn't like it. I probably can't, I can't say that. I can't do it. I can't do it. This is another thing. I wish I was better at accents because the quotes really lose a lot when I say them because <laughs> a lot of them are done by Gemma and then some of them are done by the big brother presenter voice, which is like a new oh, accent. yeah. I can't day, do Day 45. No. <laughs> I'm so Irish, but I appreciate that's. I, this is why I'm not going to try it because it it won't be good. It's um, not going to end well. So just know that they're funnier if I'm not saying them. So basically, <laughs> I make Gemma Collins less funny. So that that's something to bear in mind. So I think that Celebrity Big Brother had a big impact on her career, and I'm going to talk a bit about reality TV and celebrities. So. Many celebrities will use reality TV to go in a different direction with their career. So I think the best example is people who go on Love Island. They mm-hmm. might have a few followers on Instagram. They're doing well. Some of them are like children of celebrities or relations to celebrities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Danny Dyer, people like that. They go on Love Island. They're on there for a bit and then they have a ton of deals. They have deals yeah. with clothing brands. They have deals with ITV, club contracts stuff like that they they're making money they're doing stuff yeah however then you get more like c-listers and b-listers people who are on like soaps and stuff they'll go on things like i'm a celebrity maybe strictly come dancing dancing on ice and then mm. celebrity Big brother as well because maybe they want to be on this morning maybe they want to have a segment <laughs> <laughs> they, they want to do, maybe they want to be on the one show. I feel like a lot of them get on the one show now. Do you think so? I definitely people from Strictly Come Dancing because oh. for some reason around Christmas time this year I was watching a lot of the one show and I think <laughs> that kind of shows what I was doing at Christmas probably wasn't much. Uh, and I, I was like, who's this new person presenting the one show? And my mum would be like, that person was on Strictly Come Dancing. That's mad. So Gemma Collins, I imagine. She's doing well with some money from Towie. 
she goes on I'm a Slurp, she thinks this is too hard, I made a mistake. But she still wants to gain more fame. I'm thinking she does want to be on this morning. Um, <laughs> yes, so, she's definitely got like a Alison Hammond kind yes, of she does. vibe. She Although really I love does. Alison. No one could replace There's Alison no Hammond. There's no replacing but... Alison. I, as much as I love Gemma Collins, Alison is better. Mm-hmm. And she deserves her own podcast dedicated to her. I don't know what we'd talk about, but honestly... She deserves just, it. I wanted to hear she it. Does. <laughs> if we just sort of... Alison Hammond... I know you won't listen to this, but if there's any chance you have, can you come on our podcast? Yeah. I would like to interview you because I feel you do a lot of the interviewing. I want to interview you. She's on TikTok, so maybe I'll sample this. Yes. And get to duet it and please come on the podcast. Please, Alison, come on the podcast. I want to talk to you. Have you seen the clip that's going around recently where she's teaching Beyonce the... um... Yes. Like, was it that? And Beyonce is just copying her, and she's really vibing with Alison. And it's a friendship I didn't know I needed, but I do. This is what I want to know from Alison: Is Beyonce nice? Are they friends now? Do they talk? And she, oh, I hope so. To know celebrities, she does. She does. I want to know, Alison, please. But yeah, this this is this podcast isn't for Alison. I'm sorry. I wish it was. Back to Gemma. Gemma Collins will be offended if she hears this that we just stopped talking about her and said we preferred Alison. But I do love Gemma. So she goes on Celebrity Brother. Apparently, she was in there for 29 days, which seems very oh, long for me. But that's that's a long time, especially when you compare it to 72 hours that she was in the job. <laughs> Yeah, she st- she was happy in the Big Brother house. She wasn't like gonna quit. Yeah, exactly, but I think aspects of her personality became heightened because she was in there. She was trying to seem like she was a persona, and she was being watched twenty four seven. It'd be so terrifying. She, and then people saw this and thought, "Yeah, I'm I'm liking this." And yeah, she's the GC rose from that. To the levels of fame she has now. So I've categorised this into three aspects of Gemma Collins' personality, which I think led to her becoming a meme following <laughs> Big Brother. Um, yeah. It's. I'm going to say the word wrong. And an, an acronym? Acron, um, yeah. An anachronistic. It's like when it's. No. I, or, well, I'm doing the wrong word. You know, okay. A bunch of letters. Acronyms. Basically, the letters spell cod. <laughs> yeah. That stands for comedy, outrageous behavior, behavior, and diva ship. Oh, incredible. Diva ship I've stolen from Gemma because in a famous quote, she said, I'm 34, I've earned my diva ship. And she <laughs> refers to herself as the diva. So that's the reasoning behind that. Amazing. So we'll start with comedy. I'm going to provide some examples of her comedy aspects that led to fame. Yes. Number one, her rendition of Big Spender. Um, oh my god. She's wearing a little top hat. <laughs> she's singing, wouldn't you like to have fun, fun, fun. Kind of like that, but more Essex. That's the only example I'll give of how she sounds. Um... She then puts her leg on the table, and I just think that 
this relatable? It reminds me of being drunk, going out somewhere, um, and just whacking your leg on a table and singing. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> this is my favourite quote because the way she says it, it, the sentence doesn't make sense. Incredible. She thought but... that gruel, gruel was made for Oliver Twist film. I don't know why she says Oliver Twist film. <laughs> why didn't she just say Oliver Twist? Because, because it maybe also... it's that it was a musical. <laughs> it's a before... musical, a book. It's Gruel is featured in both, but she thinks specifically Gruel is made for Oliver Twist film. Oliver Twist film. <laughs> if you watch it as well, the clip, the way she says Oliver Twist film. Anytime there's a film, does she say film after it? <laughs> she names a film and she has to follow up with film. <laughs> Toy Story film. She has well, to the, bi- film. the Bible book. Like, would she do it for every like category of things? <laughs> I just think so much of this is quotable. She then this this I have to give credit to the Big Brother narrator person, but it is her doing that makes me laugh. Um, the big brother narrator says, Christopher and Gemma are playing with a lemon in a sock. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? They're just sort of throwing a lemon around in a sock. Is that a thing? Am I just not aware of that? This is comedy. That's comedy It's subtle. It looks questioning. Why are they playing with a lemon in a sock? Why a lemon a in lemon? a sock? Yeah, why is it in the sock? I don't know, and they're sort of just launching it at each other. <laughs> but also, I feel it's relatable to today because it seems like something, a game you would invent in quarantine. Yes. I think, I've not got much to do right now. Let's get a lemon, whack in a sock, and just throw it at each other. <laughs> and then, this is my last example of comedy and my favourite. And I struggled with which category to put this in, but I, I ended on comedy. Um, it's when she cuts herself with a knife in the Big Brother house and she screams and then says, am I gonna die? Am I gonna die? It's fine, I'm gonna carry on. It's through to the bone. And the reason I like that is it's relatable. But also, (laughs) she changes so fast. One minute she thinks she's dying and then like a trooper, she says she's gonna carry on. She sacrifices herself <laughs> and then seems to notice that she's cut through to the bone and still She continues. hasn't though, has she? No, she has not. No, there's no way she cut through Ooh. to the bone. I think she nicked herself. But <laughs> it, it, the, the fact that she just carried on, absolute trooper, um, she, in her eyes, she's nearly cut through her thumb, but she will still make good for everyone in that <laughs> Bleeding everywhere and... There's blood in the food. Blood, sweat and tears from Gemma. So they're my examples of comedy. I think those aspects of Gemma really stood out and everyone thought this is good comedy, it's subtle, and we want to see more of it. We do want to see... Yeah, I agree with that. We wanted to see more. We wanted to see what more comedic action we could get from Gemma. And that leads me on to outrageous behaviour. (laughs) this is just i categorize the stuff in outrageous behavior as it just makes no sense i don't know why she did it and i think that's why it was popular because where comedy was kind of relatable outrageous behavior is not relatable in the slightest um so the first example is 
when the Big Brother presenter says, Gemma thinks she has seen a ghost. Um, I like this because why would the Big Brother house be haunted? But also, what if it is? What if oh it's haunted? And that's why people <gasps> get so angry in there. And Gemma's got like amazing. a sixth sense. Yeah. She's like, she she's like psychic. It. Yeah, she's the only one that can see it. But imagine if we just, we've been ignoring Gemma and calling this outrageous, <laughs> but there's a ghost in there. Now, I firmly believe there isn't, which is why it's categorised as outrageous. outrageous. But also, she then immediately goes to leave and says that she's getting out of there, which I think is good to see, because it reminds me of when you watch a horror film and you're begging people to leave and they will not leave. Mm, Gemma, they won't leave sees the slightest bit of a ghost and gets up and leaves. She she is about to quit the Big Brother house. She can't be having it. What so, did she see? Did she ever... Was it like I think it was an a, apparition? I, I might be wrong, but I think it was the wardrobe door. That's what I kind of... That's what I grasped. That I think it was something like a, a door or a person. It, it, they figured out in the end that she had not at all seen a ghost. But the reason I like it is it's so outrageous that she would just immediately assume in a room full of people that the Big Brother house <laughs> is haunted. It's haunted. Of all places. Like, the castle they're going to put all the celebrities in for I'm a Celebrity, that will probably oh, be haunted. It's fully haunted and there's yeah, dungeons and it's massive. Yeah, so that's fair. Get Gemma in there, she can see the ghost there, but I'm not thinking the Big Brother house is haunted. Um, my other example of outrageous behaviour is when she thinks she's pregnant in the Big Brother house. Um, she says, I'm 100% pregnant. I know it, I know it, I know it. Um, she then says she can feel it in her, which gives me Twilight energy. Almost yeah. like she's giving birth to a demon baby. Um, <laughs> I like it because it provides unprompted drama. The Big Brother house never knew this was going to happen. They no. didn't know that Gemma would suddenly believe she was pregnant. But she brings extra drama, and it's outrageous. <laughs> had she had sex, or was it just... No, no. I don't she... know why she thought she was pregnant. <laughs> um, but cut to the Big Brother voiceover saying Gemma has found out she's not pregnant after all. <laughs> after she said that she could feel it in her. And then she's just like, oh, I'm so relieved. <laughs> I just... And that, what, the drama she provided... Everyone was invested. Was Gemma yeah. She was not. She was not in the slightest. <laughs> so that brings me on to our final point of how Gemma gained success from Big Brother. And that is diva shit. Gemma is famous for calling herself a, G- a diva. Diva. A diva. She should call herself a diva. Um, <laughs> yes, it would fit the brand. Yeah, wouldn't it? G- She's missing diva. a point. TM it. <laughs> so my the reason I think she presented herself as a diva in her own words um is her absolute dislike of playing games anytime big brother tried to make her cooperate in a task that they have to do as i guess part of the show she just flat out refuses i love Um, that i'm such i really appreciate that because there's nothing i hate more than like audience participation or forced fun this is my favourite point because it is relatable. And honestly, <laughs> I, this might seem like a surprise, but I've compared it to, like, the Hunger Games. <laughs> so she says, again, in a very strong Essex accent, much funnier than my accent. Now, I don't want to play any more games. 
I'm gamed out. I've had enough of playing games. Gamed she's out? Much, she's gamed out. She's much more angry. She's fuming. She's sat in the confession room or whatever it's called. And I just find that statement so relatable. I think mm-hmm. it's like me when they made me do PE at school. I oh. didn't want to play netball. <laughs> so I feel this. I felt gamed out. I respect it so much for not participating in the show. Yeah. Because it makes me think, why did she... Why, did why she is she on it? Yeah. She doesn't like games. Why is she on? <laughs> this brings me on to my, my Hunger Games point. Um, if we see Big Brother as almost an allegory for the Hunger Games, <laughs> Gemma Collins is definitely Arcana Severdeen because she won't participate in the games they make her play. She'll fight the system from within. Yeah. I, the reason I think this is her quote when she says, I just want my life back instead of playing stupid instead of playing stupid tasks all day she wants her life back and it's uh, that's so sad to me she feels her life has been taken away her freedom because they tried to make her play a game but the thing is she's contractually obligated to do it like that's the whole point of being on big brother it it, it doesn't make sense but I I am seeing it as an allegory of the Hunger Games and her as Katniss Everdeen, or just any revolutionary queen. Um, <laughs> she continues this rebellion against Big Brother, a show which she agreed to participate in. Let me clarify. She wasn't forced to do this. No, she, she wasn't. agreed to do it and then refuses to do it when she's in there. Incredible. She is angry because her hair is frazzled. Um, because they've only got straighteners and no heated rollers. And everyone knows straighteners are what weirdos use on their hair. What weirdos use? I, if I'm honest, I don't know much about hair, but I would have said more people use straighteners than rollers. I would, I would say I would so. Gamble. Um, but Gemma, <laughs> apparently straighteners are for weirdos. She is angry. It's an, and I just I like that. That's the thing that pushes her over the edge. All the games she's had to play <laughs> that she hates. It's the hair. It's the fact they have straighteners. Because one would argue that you can get the effect of rollers from straighteners. And this is coming from you can. who doesn't know much about hair. Surely you just have to sort of tip it over. Wrap it around. Yeah. yeah. You've got that. Come on, Gemma. Think more. But again, I just feel <laughs> like I'm watching a dystopian film. Because I think she would do well in The Hunger Games. She's ready to rebel every second of the day against even the smallest thing and then the last two which are part of her diva ship i just think her good responses to if someone's annoyed you and these are just what i'll conclude with she says you're obsessed with me and i love it again it's much funnier when she says it um <laughs> i just think that's a really good response if someone's if someone's saying something to you they're arguing with you and you don't know what to say back just accuse them of being obsessed with you because you can't really respond to that that. no you can't it's like why are you so invested yeah because if you do come back to someone who's just accused you of being obsessed with them then you do (laughs) seem like you might be obsessed with them so i think that just shuts everyone up and i do think we should consider using that in future um i like that shockingly confident that yeah any anyone you're arguing with is just going to be shut up by it and then this one she is refusing to do a task for many reasons, but also because another contestant that she doesn't like can't get a shower. So 
she's not going to do the test, so that contestant can't get showers more. And oh she my says God. to the contestant, to see you suffer would be lovely, darling. <laughs> that That is out of Shakespeare. That is a beautiful line. That's, oh, that's pure That's poetry. incredible. And she says this straight up to this person's face, and I... I, I admire that though. I really admire the straightforwardness of it. That she's not afraid to. It's not like she's doing it behind everyone's back. She's like, no, no straight up. I would straight love up. to see you, see you suffer. Imagine <laughs> saying that to someone. I would love to see you suffer. That is out of a film. It is. Anyway, so that concludes how I think Gemma gained success from those three aspects of her personality which were really amplified on Big Brother and led to her becoming a meme, becoming appreciated and widely known. And now she has two shows of her own. She yes, she does. Diva Forever and then the new <laughs> incarnation which is Gemma Collins' d Lockdown which was also oh very Oh my god. Um, <laughs> but like I think she's one of the few people that have done well from coronavirus because mm. she got her own show out of it. She just and gets to go around and be on lockdown. You can't do much better than that, can you? Considering that you're so you're so much for personality that people will give you a show even when you can't leave your house. Exactly. Um, and yeah, before I hand the mic to you, um, mm. if you want to ever laugh, that series of Big Brother is the best series ever. I didn't watch it, I just watched clips from it all the time. Um, and I really forget her name, I feel very offensive to this woman. Tiffany Tiffany Pollard, she's in this season, and she has a famous clip where David Bowie's ex-wife is also in the season. And is David she? Ba- yeah, apparently. David Bowie had just died. And okay. they told his ex-wife she is really upset. So she tries to confide in Tiffany and she said, like, can't tell anyone, David is dead. <gasps> I know, what I remember this clip. Oh There's my God. someone in the season called David. <laughs> Tiffany, for some reason, thinks they're talking about this David and just in starts screaming. <laughs> and She's crying. Want, yeah, if you ever want to feel happy, watch that full clip. I, David's I, dead! <laughs> I just think every time I watch it, I watch it with a massive smile on my face because I've never seen such a misunderstanding. And she's like running around the house telling everyone, David's dead. And they're all like, no, he's not. He's asleep <laughs> over there. And the one guy who knows like that it's David Bowie is in the shower. So he couldn't tell anyone. He couldn't him. calm it down. <laughs> also, the guy that's in the shower that knew is the guy that I saw in Cabaret recently. So that's, that's a fun fact. Oh, he was, was he? Cabaret. Who was he in Cabaret? The, the MC. Ah, he yeah. He was very good. He were, yeah, a very good performance from him. I wish I knew his name to tell you, but I, I don't. Just watch that clip. He's the guy in the shower. Um, <laughs> okay, over to you, Holly. Tell me some exciting things about reality TV. Well, I have a few that I remembered that I absolutely loved. Um, so the first one that I was thinking of, the ones that I'd forgotten about. So the lesser known yes. ones was Yay. there was this show, I think it might have just been called Eden um, on Channel 4 a few years ago. And it was supposed oh. to be this like social experiment where they took all like, I mean, it might have been like 30 people and everyone was like a vet or a doctor or a herbologist, like somebody that was 
everyone had a very specific role. And so they yeah. took them away and they were like to this remote place in Scotland and they were like, you're going to build the perfect colony because <gasps> it was it was like one, each member had like a very specific role. And it was like, oh, well, we'll see if it's going to end up well. But they had to oh. cancel it after maybe two months because it went all Lord of the Flies. And there were like different fractions of groups, so people weren't getting enough food no. because other people were like hoarding all the food. Oh. And it just completely fell apart and they had to cancel it because it didn't work. Oh my isn't god. That, isn't that mad? They had to cancel it? Yeah, they had to take That's... everyone home. Was there someone that was just leaving the evil doings? Was there one person that was like the leader and decided from what I'm I gonna remember? Not allow it? Yeah, there was a few, like a couple. It was like three guys, and they all just ganged up and they were like, "We don't like this person." And then other, <gasps> some some people tried to make like different camps, but obviously the people that had certain skills, like if you were a lumberjack or something, or you yeah. were an architect, like they took those skills away from the rest of the group so because there was too many like competing and it was definitely like there was a macho thing going on as well i feel like and so um they had to cancel it after a couple of months because was there a doctor who was there yeah so do you think he or she was just like well you can't really be rude to me because if you are if anything happens (laughs) to you i'm going to save your life they were ju- it was a girl and she was a junior doctor and I remember I think they had two junior doctors who joined. Right. So like people had to give up I their think jobs. They have the most power. I think the doctors must have the most power. I think if- you think they would, but I don't remember. I think it was definitely became like a test of wills at the end, and it was definitely mm. the people who were more like forceful or aggressive. They yes. were the ones that like took over. The thing is, I know they can't do this, and it. It wouldn't be ethical if they did. But there is part of me that wants to see what would happen if we did just... If they'd gone through it with it, you know? Yeah, like if they said we we aren't going to pick you up until it's over. Yeah, I think there's part of me that wants to see what would happen. Or if things like Big Brother, if they did it in a way that was a lot more serious and made it a bit more scary. Mm. I kind of want to see that. I kind of want to see people, and I know I shouldn't, but I want to see people gen- like genuinely just at their core human instinct trying to survive. Yeah, because so I, I think that's, that's what we miss from reality TV, because I think a lot of it is, yeah. you know it's not reality, yeah. it's like a scripted, edited version of, like people are put in situations where they are being manipulated a lot of the time, Yeah, and I think that's what people watch it for but I think if you could see like the reality like the authentic self and someone isn't being I don't know isn't presenting a persona like you were saying about Gemma Collins yeah what kind of person would you see is that like the antithesis that it's that's that's authentic I think halfway to it is um when they do I'm a celebrity get me out of here because Mm. it's only two weeks you it's over in a short period of time but imagine if they did that for a month because the whole thing about that show is that they always say, like, you can't really put on a persona because you're so hungry and tired. Yeah. So imagine if they did that for a month. I think I think it would get brutal. I think that, <laughs> I, that's something I'd like to I don't think they should, ethically, but there is the but voice inside me that's like, hmm. If they did it happen? for, like, 
the length of Love Island. Because Love Island used to be six weeks, and then when it became popular, they extended it to eight weeks every day except for a Sunday. They that would have a show. Gone so long. It was so it's boring. So long. Oh it's my god. The whole of summer. How do you commit that much? I struggle with the commitment. Yeah. How do you think? I get it that you just kind of lie around and don't really do much, don't do very much, and you just exercise in the sun. But eight weeks eight to get weeks. a brand deal. Oh, I mean, I guess it works. They do get brand deals at the end. They do. But if the people are out in. in the first week, do they get a brand deal, or like, do you have to make it through a few weeks to get a brand deal? I reckon probably around the four week mark, you get you might get one when you first come out depending on how much people loved you. But I feel like if you go in the first few weeks, like, no one really knows who you are. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. I think that <laughs> that's someone else, another sort of person I would like to interview. Someone who's been on Love Island. So I want to know, like, what, what was it actually, actually like? like? And then when you came out, did you get a lot of offers? Yeah. Like, the aftermath Were you of arguing it, cause... a lot? Or did you feel you were more likely to argue because you were cooped up with these people i want to know i reckon most of the time because what you only see on telly is they're more bitching about what's just happened or (laughs) which has clearly been like prompted by the producers but i reckon the rest of the other time they either just are lying there sleeping or they just have like normal (laughs) chats i don't think they're like (laughs) oh that's so wholesome i wish they showed the happy times of them just being like so what what do you do oh you're a doctor yeah It's either the worst of humanity or the absolute best. That's all I want. Yeah. TV. Although, mm. to be fair, I don't. It might be classed as reality TV, but like the Secret Lives shows, where it's like six year olds and four year olds, oh. like the babies in schools. Oh my god! Absolutely, I just really your heart. That. I think I've watched one episode. I've watched one episode, and there, there is something nice about seeing toddlers operate. Like, yeah, like, because they're so act- strange. They're so strange, and they're acting out these kind of like semi-human emotions, but they don't know what they're doing, and they're, yeah. it's not the same, and it's all very like black and white for them. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, tell me more about freaky things or non-freaky. So tell me more. <laughs> So the reality TV that I used to love was the Maiden Chelsea series and nice. Real Housewives, various things that they did. So with Maiden Chelsea, it's been going on, it's on the 17th season. How? And it's, I don't know. And they've completely like recycled, they don't, none of the old people are in it anymore oh, because they're all them. bloody mummy bloggers now. So oh, why would you are. be doing... <laughs> Like, I only know it from its like very early yeah. episodes. So I just remember like Jamie and Well who he's was, like, who was He Jamie's was still in it. Pre- Jamie's still in it. I think feel like Jamie might still be in it. I feel like Jamie would be clinging on. Who Spencer, yeah. Spencer and Spencer, Jamie. Binky, Proud Ollie. Proudlock's quite the name. Proudlock, yeah. Like I feel like I don't know. I don't think any of them did it to as a platform, which I think is really weird because I think they had enough money that they could do what they wanted anyway. Yeah, especially the early episodes. I don't yeah. think they were bothered. I think they were just having fun. 
They were just literally having fun. And I listened to a podcast that Jamie Lang went on with Elizabeth Day. And I think it's her How to Fail series. okay. So it came out like a few years ago, but he was talking about it. And he was saying that it wasn't scripted. It would be... They would like... Because they were all friends, they would make plans. And then they would tell the producers what... Who they were meeting. And then the producers would like set up the situation so it, you know when they always like run into each other and that's yeah. the joke <laughs> so that's like it I think at the beginning it was probably quite organic yeah but then I try to find some of you know like you look for oh funniest moments from yeah. Made in Chelsea there's no it's just fights like it's literally what? just people fighting and I was like well there must have been there must have been funny moments yeah I think but there were or there were like moments that were awkwardly funny Yes, but there was none of them as, like, the compilations, which, actually, shout out to Katie Speddings, because she, we had one random conversation about this, where she was like, oh yeah, I've been watching all the old Made in Chelsea stuff on YouTube as procrastination, yeah. so I was like, great, there must be a wealth of knowledge out there, but it's literally just the fights, like, I was so surprised. That's, yeah, I'm surprised by that, I definitely feel there was funnier bits to it. Just posh people fighting over, that in, like, in beautifully lit... It was quite fun. But I was so shocked because so much of, like, the most savage moments were, aside from the fights, are, like, people getting their drinks thrown, girls throwing their drinks on guys or slapping them, which is... Yeah, so Um, Millie McIntosh, who is now just had a baby, and she's now, like, proper mommy blogger as well, but her... I think it was when Spencer cheated on Louise once again. We're talking maybe like <laughs> ten years ago or something. Spencer. And he was he was such an idiot. Like he was such a Spencer oh. now is like I don't want to say wholesome, but he has a he's, child. He has a child as well. And like they've all like, got children. I don't know if it's his wife or his girlfriend, whoever, is really nice. Yeah, yeah I think they got lovely. married. She's, she's got on a... the she's on this morning sometimes. Is she? Yeah, she does the fashion segments. Oh, she's got a really posh name though, hasn't she? I, do you know what I, I feel like? It. I think it's not. I I think it is posh, but I think, <laughs> I think she's Irish. Oh, I so think part I... of me, yeah. I think I don't think she might be posh, but I don't think she's as posh as he is. <laughs> no, he is. Um, his brother got married to Pippa Middleton, so I think that's the. Oh gosh, yes. Where's yeah. his money from? Because I know where Jamie's is from and like Millie Macintosh and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it was but... all the sweets, wasn't it? Yeah, but where's... I think they where's had... Business? Their parents owned hotels in like St. Bart's and St. Tropez oh and, God. you know, if you're... I would, an... I would never get a job. I just stay <laughs> in hotels. Yeah. hotels. That, that would be life. If you were like the property manager or something... Yeah. For a hotel in Turks and Caicos or something. Oh my god. Sorted. I would love that. But yeah, so the slaps that happened. So Spencer got slapped by Millie. And then when, like, I think genuinely the biggest heartbreak that happened was when Alex Mitten cheated on Binky once again. But him and Spencer had an orgy. Yes, oh and... my gosh, I remember that. <laughs> Why was that a thing? <laughs> Why was that a thing? Isn't he like, always Binky getting cheated on a lot? She was like, like throughout. It was yeah. awful. Binky, I'm sorry. I know, and I think that's why she became like my favorite kind of character on it because yeah. he just felt so 
not bad for her, but she seemed like she was a bit ditzy and like yeah, didn't have much. But she was she was really sweet and like liked her friends and she was just getting cheated on. But then her and Alex Mitten were like he was he in his, his like sobbing funny. tearful <laughs> thing. He was like we're soulmates and I'm so sorry you're the last oh, person I want to hurt and all this it. stuff. And it's like you don't you don't, anyway. Is that real though? Did did they actually have that orgy? Yeah, I think they did. Because I just can't imagine it. Like they oh, I can't imagine Ugh. Spencer. He's <laughs> have you seen that topless picture of Spencer? But it's oh like, my god, he's yes. just sort of stood there, posing like, <laughs> all, and just smiling. I wish, I wish there were visuals so I could show. We'll put it on the inst- we'll, we'll put it on the Instagram. <laughs> it's not bad. It's just an odd picture. And so when you say orgy, I'm just thinking of oh. <laughs> His posture is so strange and smiling at everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. So what happens? He's saying she's the love of his life. He doesn't want to hurt It doesn't want to hurt. But it's like in a public event thing. And then Binky slaps him before she walks away. Like, this is... And they all don't address... Like, there was a video where it was... Sam Thompson, Jamie, and Alex Smith, and they were, like, looking over it and kind of commenting on it during quarantine. And they were like, oh, yeah, I feel really bad about... Alex was saying he felt really bad about it. But he was like, oh, I can still feel the slap, and I absolutely deserved it. And I'm like, well, that's domestic violence. Yeah. Yeah, that's not right. And And for it to be... If she'd come in and said, yeah, I cheated on you, and he slapped her, we'd all be like... It would be um, awful. It would never be shown. It would never no. be, like, now part of all the compilations where it's like, oh, no, look at, at the good all. old days of Made in Chelsea. And I'm like, who is okay? Who? No. It also, just perpetuates awful. Sam Thompson, he's Louise's brother, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know my theory about Sam Thompson potentially no. being a sociopath? <laughs> no. Tell I'd me, tell me, tell me. I just say, this is, this is purely... Conjecture. For, yeah, I don't... Sam... <laughs> I don't mean it. <laughs> basically, there is a show called SAS Who Dares Wins, which is basically people do the SAS training with people yeah. who've been in the SAS. Um, they made a celebrity version of it for Stand Up to Cancer or something. The first series of it, Sam Thompson is on it. I genuinely believe he could have won it. Because, oh my god. But not in sort of a good way. I don't think he responds to authority at Really? I, I wish I could show you clips, and maybe there is some clips out of there, but he was always sort of... He wouldn't do something. They would tell him to do it, and he wouldn't do it. And then the way they punish people is by making everyone else do it. So it'd be like, you have to yeah. do 10 push-ups. He wouldn't do it, and then everyone else had to do it. And I just don't think he cared that much. Oh my god. Um, well, no, he seemed to care when the other people had to do it, but whenever he was instructed to do something, he wouldn't do it. He didn't respond well. And then they do sort of the final episode, or maybe the one before it, they basically torture them, but like on a. Oh my god. On a, in a safe way. Um, <laughs> Is there a safe so, way to torture someone? <laughs> they take them in for questioning and grueling and you know all the SAS stuff and um, they make them do this thing where they have to stand in stress positions or something oh I think my that's what god. we call them so just c- 
positions that are really uncomfortable for your body if you're in them for a long time and you'll cramp up and tense up and they put headphones on you and make you listen to like people screaming or like oh my god nails against the chalkboard sort of stuff for ages and I just don't think like everyone else is like crying or being like oh I don't want this to stop Sam Thompson I might be remembering this wrong but I just don't think he was that bothered oh that's so scary and then they made him leave because they were like yeah you won't leave yourself because most people at this point will be like I have to leave breaking point yeah yeah they said that he just wouldn't reach that point and oh if they god. didn't make him leave he just wouldn't stop so they, they oh were, my yeah, god we're, we're saying you should leave so he had to leave so i just when me me and my mum and my brother watched it and we were just kind of like odd behavior from sam but That's... i do think he could have he could have won if he could have won it leave. yeah if he had a bit more humanity in him yeah. or he, he reacted <laughs> You know, speculation, Sam. You know, you were saying about like wanting to see the true character of people. Yeah. I feel like that speaks something like that a huge is, volume about because it's not just about endurance and it's not just about um, how much can you take before you break and being unbreakable because no one's unbreakable. But that kind of something's really been if you twisted. Want to see people get close to their breaking point. I think that show is the closest you'll see. And yeah. The thing is, they get a bunch of like past on the sub to one, they get a bunch of people who have been sports stars in the past, mm-hmm. and then they like I think it was Victoria Pendleton was on it. Oh yeah. And basically they're on it because now they essentially feel worthless because they're too old oh. to do their sport. And she was basically saying that she felt she could have done the Olympics again, but they were basically like, yeah, we don't think you've got it in you to do another one. Really? Yeah, and <gasps> replaced her with younger. People. Oh my god. So then she just felt like she was worthless because you train basically your whole life to get to the Olympics and she did a few and then they're like, yeah, done oh, with you now. So then oh they god. go on this as a way of sort of proving themselves and there's like bits where they take them, like two SAS men take people into a room and sometimes they shout with them but most of the time they're just like, so why do you think you like confidence? It's like, oh my there god. Is therapy from these really big, <laughs> muscly men. You're like, yeah, um, you really need to look in the mirror and like work with your demons. <laughs> That's mad. And I don't. I also don't really like that. I think because Sam Thompson is go- Sam Thompson is going out with Zara, who is on ah. Love Island. Yes, and they. I think she now has cameos in Made in Chelsea, and you just think. Mm. Oh, this is so... It's almost like another world, isn't it? Because yeah. you just have... There's, like, no one else... Unless you've been on reality TV. And obviously they've been on it for a long time now. And yeah. you just can't escape it. You just don't... There's, like, too many crossovers. They just have cameos. And it's like... <laughs> I don't care. I didn't care about her on when she was on Love Island. Because she came in and she was 20. And she was like, oh, yeah, I work for the government. And then she turns Did out she, she voted Brexit. She voted Brexit and everyone, like... Ugh. bullied her relentlessly for it. <laughs> I just think watching Love Island now would make me feel a bit sad because it's like 21-year-olds being like... Or like 19-year-olds going... Oh my god, like, yeah. I just went to fall in love and get married. And I'm like, oh, I, I would like a job, please. <laughs> I would like some form of employment. Yeah, and that is all. Employment or like the will to live would be lovely. <laughs> And they're on there like, yeah, I can't believe I'm single. I'm 19. I thought I was married by now. I don't understand the mentality. And I think, 
I think the the days of Love Island are possibly over because I think with the two people who have really like tragically yeah. killed themselves out yeah. of the other side of it, and also Caroline Flack this year. Yeah, I know. It's like a cursed show, and I'm not trying to be insensitive it about cursed, it, but, but yeah, you know the awfulness that it kind of creates and kind of what I think it might have been the love line from two years ago when Samira was on it yes and week after week she was she wasn't humiliated but I think it was close to that point where she wasn't getting picked because of racism and you just think that's to put someone through that that because problems there's so many issues and And it's really dull and it's so like I think we've progressed past it if you enjoy it that's fine and like they should I'm sure a lot of people love it and they should keep going because of that but yeah it's so heteronormative oh my it's god it's racist and it's like it just encourages a bad mentality of like body image yeah. and and I remember the because uh, I didn't watch it but Megan I don't know her second name but Megan who was on it maybe two years ago yeah one um and when she was in it they were all mocking like the amount of surgery she'd had done and mm. how she looked pre-surgery and like getting pictures of her pre-surgery. Oh yeah, and laughing. yeah. And I just thought, well, this is why people get surgery because you're yeah. picking up pictures of her before it and being like, haha, ugly and stuff mm. like that. She looked fine. She looked fine both ways. She was perfectly happy. Let her be happy. But they were rude. And I saw girls doing this and posting it on their Instagram story, and I just thought, yeah, like it's. I mean, I know it shouldn't be that much of a difference, but when boys do it, I'm like, okay, well. Hmm. But when girls do it, and I just think, have uh, have you never felt like insecure yeah. or yeah, um, comparing your body to someone else's? And, yeah, I yeah. think it encourages a very negative. Oh, hundred percent conversation around it. Yeah, it's awful. But yeah, tell so, me about the Real Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> Real. Housewives. I so, don't watch this. I feel bad that I don't because I think it would be funny. I think you would love it. Genuinely, yeah. I feel. I feel like, because I like <laughs> Le- I'm going to say her name wrong because I watch it. Lisa Rina. Is that her name? Lisa Rina. Lisa yes. Rina. Oh my I god, she gives her, me life. She's so funny. She's so funny. She's so so she, funny. the main ones that we, me and my mum watched were New York, which I think might have been one of the first ones, and then Beverly Hills, so it's kind of Kardashian territory without ever having the crossover. So there's two sisters who are Paris Hilton's aunties, so it's like, that's kind of Kim Richards and Kyle Richards, and their sister Kathy is Paris Hilton's mum, so they're like staples. Lisa Rinna is married to Harry Hamlin. Of Mad Men fame, and their Wait, daughters what? are literally Is he an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's Harry Hamlin? He's in. I think it's like the later seasons. I'm gonna um, look him up now. And he takes. I think he was like proper teenage heartthrob in the eighties. Harry Hamlin. Have <laughs> <laughs> to see this. I bet my my Wi-Fi is gonna cut out just because I need to see <laughs> Harry Hamlin. Oh. So she's married to him. Right. She's married to him. And Yolanda Hadid was on it, as we've, like, kind of talked about before in the podcast. But, so, yeah, they were just... The amount of, like... I don't know. I think the difference between, like, British reality TV and American reality TV is you feel like they're a lot more... um, 
not like different values, but I feel like they're put into, it's more scripted. I feel like you can yeah. definitely tell and the kind of, the wealth of it is a different kind of wealth and it's right. all like big houses, they're always on a yacht, they're always, I mean, Made in Chelsea kind of do this as well, but I feel like yeah, because they're celebrities rather than just like yeah. rich people. Um, I mean, if you think our first equivalent to like The Real Housewife probably was Towie. Yeah. Um, that I don't I didn't watch it, but I don't think that was like people on yachts and stuff. I think that was no. kind of the people of Essex. Yes, like rich, like people that were slightly wealthy in Essex, and yeah. that's you follow them around. It's it like Housewives of Cheshire. Yeah, it wasn't close to I guess the wealth of no I think like you these... see in other stuff, especially the Kardashians. Now I do think there's different wealth going on yeah. there. Yeah, definitely, and I think that's the biggest difference between the two but oh my god Lisa Rinna is an absolute gift to the producers because she will just come out with all kinds of accusations oh whether they are god. right or wrong like the Munchausen's one and the, the... Munchausen's one's my favourite you <laughs> just saw it it's coming almost, it's almost like the big brother like David's dad thing it was like yeah. she kind of spread it in a way that it just led to misunderstanding and it just oh i just loved what she did that i mean very offensive to like yolanda but 100 percent to question it comedy gold but this she just i think she doesn't really i think she's really really good fun so i think a lot of she doesn't come at it from a bad place but there are things where she's like um there's another time where this other housewife called dorit who's got a really weird accent so she pretends that she's English almost, so she's got a really strange accent that kind of, <laughs> she sounds like this all the time, and Why? it's a few years old, I don't know, her husband's English, oh, okay. so, and he's this like really pasty, mm. huge, uh, but clearly just like a really rich Englishman, yeah. and he's red, uh, he's just not, mm. he's not the most attractive man in the world, no, sorry. but um, yeah, she just says to Dorit, she was like, why did everyone get up off the t- um, out off the table when we were just sitting there having a time? Like, I was just left at the table by myself. And then um, <laughs> she was like, was everyone doing coke in your bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> just flat out, just as like, asks it. And it's, she's an absolute gift to them. And that- But I think the other thing that I was really surprised at, because the highlights from New York was... Yeah. We didn't like this woman, Aviva, because yeah. she was just really weird and she was a bit creepy and stuff. And this was probably like 2014-something, so it's a while ago. Mm-hmm. But the famous bit from that is they're all having a big fight at the dinner table at the end of the season. And um, she's getting called like a hypocrite, she's getting called fake, and she's not a nice person. But then she went, yeah. the, she goes, the only thing fake about me is this, and throws her prosthetic leg onto the table. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, in a restaurant. In a restaurant. In a restaurant, and like they're looking at. I don't know if the people are like actors or stuff in the background, but they are all like looking and laughing, and they're like, "What is happening?" She's just throwing her leg around. The only thing fake about her, she needed to make the point. The only thing fake about her. That she made the point. We can't say she didn't make a point. She did. It was so funny, but again, with the kind of like surprising amount of like violence that was 
shown in Made in Chelsea, the bits that were always, like, the biggest fights in The Real Housewives were people throwing glasses at each other. So, like, Ramona Singer does it to this woman, Kristen, while, like, Kristen's swimming in the water and she splashes Ramona on a boat. She gets Ramona's hair wet. So Ramona throws her glass of wine at her. And she's, like, her lip gets cut because she's got... Wait, she doesn't throw the wine, she throws the glass? She throws the wine and then she throws the glass. What? Isn't that mental? Like, you just need, like, throw the wine if you want. Yeah! Don't throw a glass. That can really hurt someone. And then Lisa Rinna does the same thing in a restaurant with Kim Richards, because Kim has, like, these huge alcohol issues. And I think this is the other... I'm going on a bit of a tangent, but this is the other thing about... American reality TV, and I suppose British TV does it as well, but if someone is like has serious issues, and normally it's around alcohol or like substance yeah. abuse, or they get arrested, which all the housewives basically have, they've all got mugshots, it's ridiculous. <laughs> they, is Lisa Rinna? I don't know if Lisa Rinna, I don't think she's been arrested, but she Ooh. basically, so she was having this fight with Kim Richards because Kim Richards said, let's talk about your husband. And Lisa Why? Rinna went, don't ever talk about my husband she like rises off the table and then she smashes her wine glass and like it shatters everywhere and nearly like to oh kind of like look God. like she's gonna glass it's mental like to think they're doing but, all this in public as well do they do you think the producers encourage violence i don't think they might not encourage it but i think they wouldn't discourage it i think if it happened they were more than yeah. happy to capture it all. Because I think this is different because they're siblings, but you know recently when Kourtney Kardashian and Kim Kardashian had that fight and like Kourtney literally shoves Kim's face into the wall to the point Kim's makeup's left on the wall. Oh my god. And I just thought they're adults. I don't think I would ever fight with my sibling like that now. I don't think there's any amount of anger. I would just leave the room. If anything, just slam the door if you need to make a point. Don't shove anyone's face into a wall. It's so violent. And it's like, yeah. what? what's the responsibility if someone is either displaying this like really aggressive, violent behaviour or they're clearly in a terrible, terrible place, but the cameras are still rolling and it's all yeah. still being part of the storyline of the show. Yeah. I think that's, it, that's where it starts to get really like... Even though we love to watch it because we're like, there's so much drama, but yeah. that's so... The behaviour is shocking it's you would hate for it to be you wouldn't you or your family member yeah and then it's your family yeah like if your family was having those sort of fights or your mum was going out and throwing glasses at oh my god you would be be... i'm sorry i think you need to get some help because that's a normal response as an adult i don't think it is anyway i would hope not i don't think i would ever want to throw a glass at someone no or like slapping someone or any of this stuff it's just why is that no it's not lauded but it's like more accepted because it's on ten i don't know it's like it's been framed differently i think probably because it's almost like the problem with a lot of reality tv is you get stuck in the place between like fiction and reality so yeah i guess at some point you're like oh this is fictional but if you really think about it no that is someone slapping someone yeah if you put it into the if you move what happens and place it in like your everyday life, oh, you'd be it, it's horrified. Scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, uh, that shouldn't <laughs> happen. No. But outside of it, if you can distance yourself, it's fun. It's all mm. fun and games. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so they are my. 
I, I felt like I was revisiting my teenage self a lot. I and like that. The escapism of watching reality TV. What's your favourite? My favourite one, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Oh. Maybe it was Made in Chelsea. I just think because I watched it for such a long time. Yeah. And I still, every now and again, I have a look and see how, like, Binky is and her baby. I mean, her baby's like four, so I don't know why I keep calling her baby. I feel like it was just yesterday I was watching their little show on the baby being born. Oh my god. It was so cute. She's not with him anymore? She's not with him? No. Oh. She's with someone else, though, I think. Oh, okay, that's probably better. He never seemed that committed to the... No. But they were, like, quite happy together, and I hope they're happy with... But, I mean, they're absolutely killing it with the baby blogger front, you know. Yeah. Well, I guess that's... You know, if you're going to have a baby... (laughs) Milk it. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favourite, yeah. Is, um... I think this is probably quite problematic, but I know a lot of people watch it. Have you ever watched the 90 Day Fiancé ones? Oh my god, I've seen clips. There's so many <laughs> different versions of it now, but my favourite is um, they do 90 Day Fiancé, and then I think it's called Pillow Talk, or something like that, where they oh. get past people who've been on it, and they comment on the like episode that's just happened. Oh, I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, kind of like Gogglebox, but specifically for 90 Day Fiancé. <laughs> And there's couples that when they were on the show, you thought like, oh, they'll never work out. And they're still together and they're so happy. Oh my Um, God. There's this one couple that just baffles me because he's a lot older than her and you wouldn't think she would be with him, but he doesn't have any money or anything. And they seem to be happy. But on the show, she was always like getting at him because he didn't have any money (laughs) and he didn't have a job and stuff. But on this... They're happy and they they're always happy. commented on other people's relationships. It's so <laughs> ironic because it's like when you were on the show, you were terrible, but here oh. you're so nice. They're oh. lovely. So I love that. If you want a show with a lot of drama, it's nice to say any of mm. the versions of it. It just it, it's people just being problematic because it's like. <laughs> Someone's like, ah, this is my fiance who I'm going to marry in 90 days, and they're from a different country and a culture that you don't understand, and all their family's just like, ah, okay, let's just be super racist oh, or xenophobic. No. It's just stuff like that. I love to see it. And then there's 90 Day Fiance the other way, where like Americans, Americans go to different countries and they're just shocked by the culture. Oh no. They're just yeah, they're just. Is it quite up. like colonizing? Does it feel quite? think so oh well that's all right no, then i don't think it does i think sometimes <laughs> the other way ones are quite nice because it'll just be someone being like instead of them being like because i'm american i'll have my love come to america because america is the better place the mm. other way ones like oh well you know compromise i'll go live where they live and some of them are nice and some of them but they'll like go to Ethiopia and be like, yeah, I, I don't really like it here, and then oh just kind God. of like diss the culture, and then the people who live there are like, this is how we live, like be nice. Yeah. So I really like that show, but I, I don't know. I don't know if it is problematic. I'm sure. It, I'm sure it has been. I know the one that it's like. Is he called Ed? Ed. The guy. I've not seen um, this season. But I, I don't really know. want to. Ed and his girl, and he's just really rude to her, but then she's yeah. back. 
and it's she's doing it for like financial reasons yeah or so they say and he's actually just really rude he's so rude he bought her he bought her toothpaste because her breath smelled bad. Oh my and he god. he said that to her. And then that was when she says in, I don't know where she's from, but she says in her like first language, you're ugly. And then he <sighs> responds and he's like, does that mean I love you? And she's like, no. <laughs> oh so, dear. Yeah, reality TV, it's a thing. It's kind it's- of... Almost it's a thing. All television now, if you think about it. Yeah, it's not going to go away. All telly is. It's as scripted as normal telly. It's just kind of set up in a way that's like a different soap opera. I think. I think it's. What? They've got to have drama. If you could be on a reality TV show, which TV show would it be? And it can be a game show sort of thing as well. Does Bake Off count? Yes. I think I'd like to be on Bake Off. Although it does look very stressful, and I'm not very good. I just yeah. like baking. I, I feel like like the second task where you have to. Yeah, it's the guessing one. Bit. Yeah, I don't like that one. That bit I would probably cry at. I'd be just staring <laughs> in the oven, crying. <laughs> but it would be good telly. I didn't think you'd say bake off. What did you think I would say? I don't know. I kind of thought you'd say something like really full of drama. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love like, the drama, Mick. Sat at the table like. I wish you'd be, I know you wouldn't, but it'd be fun if you were like, the like, like they should do like a Real Housewives of Wales or something, and you should oh just find God. your way on it, and just sit there and be like, hmm, I think you were doing cocaine. <laughs> Become the Lisa Rinner of yeah. Wales. <laughs> just like, like, you never cause drama with other people, you just cause it with yourself. <laughs> You're just kind of rude about yourself. <laughs> this is a really annoying girl. It's me. <laughs> That would, that would be me. <laughs> Which one would you be on? Hmm. I don't know, you know. I, don't, I asked you the question, so you'd think I'd have an answer. <laughs> um, there is part of me that would like to do do something like America's Next Top Model, not for the modelling, but... To live in that house yeah, and to like just to go through... Yeah, fun aspects of it. Yeah. What, like a show where you get to live in a nice house for a limited amount of time. I think that... That's that a good idea, a, yeah. There was a, a show, I think they did one season of it on E4 back in the day, and it was where they brought like an American sorority house to an English university, and they tried to set up a sorority at an English university. Oh my god, I would love had, that. Yeah, I would quite like to be on that, because although sororities... Not good. should save this for a podcast, but um, mm, it's yeah. terrible. Apparently they're really bad. Yeah, I've, I haven't heard to, many like, good things. in films and stuff that I didn't even know that you have to pay to get in. Do you? Yeah, like thousands. Oh my god. Jesus. I don't have that sort of money. That makes it seem like it's for elites. If, if you're... Again, <laughs> shout out to our American viewers. <laughs> viewers, you can't watch this. American listeners. Yeah. Um, Let us know. Have you been have in a sorority a... or a frat? So people we're really trying to get answers from. American listeners about sororities or frats. <laughs> Alison Hammond, um, and anyone who's been on a reality TV show. Yeah. I'd like to know what that was like. Gemma if Collins. Three of those things. Hit us up. Yeah. Mainly. You can there. follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and we now have a Facebook group. Yes, we do have a Facebook group. I'm not 
entirely sure how they work, but I think you just type in Culture Hang. Um, Request to join. It will have our little picture. Request to join. Join. And then we can have little chats and everyone can become friends. It would be lovely. We can live in a little ideal world of happiness. Um, I'm sorry if there's been any like slow responses on this podcast or it sounded a bit weird. My Wi-Fi has been bad. Um, So I'm sorry about that. But we just want to give you the best content we can. We do. Because we love doing this. And we hope you love listening to it as well. We do. Also, um, we're nearly... Well, we're not nearly, but maybe maybe in a week. Yeah. We've had 100 listens. Which is incredible. So thank you so, so, so much. And if we can get to 100 listens, 100 listens from people... We will do a special podcast. We'll do a special bonus. A special bonus podcast, which will be super fun. And, yeah, we'll feature some of our favourite interests. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you no more clues, but basically, get us to 100 listens and you'll find out. Yeah, tell your friends, tell everyone about it. So, yeah. Follow yeah. the social media, get in touch, listen to our podcast. That's all you've got to do. Uh, so, yeah, I hope you have a nice week. Yes, and um, we will see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Goodbye.